everybody to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. My name is Dean McKnight, and we're here to make superheroes from a random prompt. Isn't that right, guys? Yes, it is, yeah. Uh, hi, um, I have a question. Um, yes? Do, do you actually get bitten on this podcast? Because I, I spoke to, um, I think uh, it was Jade from Earth 3. Uh, I don't think oh, she got mm. bitten, but um, am I going to get bitten? Well, it depends on... It really depends on a few factors. It depends on how delicious you are, how delicious your skin is. Oh, um, oh, oh God. Oh, God. What the hell is that? Oh, oh, oh geez. Oh. She's a delicious one. Oh, ow. Jeez, that There hurt. you go. It's okay. It's it's radioactive. It'll give you super podcasting powers, etc. It's, it's kind of a gimmick. We better get on with it then, hadn't we? Because this is kicking in quite quickly. Well, if, if, well, if, if there's anything like the uh, the last, the first Jade, even, you had about an hour and then you died. An hour? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was about an hour, I think. Yeah, that's good because, like, this thing will last about an hour or so anyway, so. Yeah. You're sorted. Welcome, so, Jade Sarson. Well, uh, hi. I suppose if there's one way to go out, it, it'll be doing a podcast. Live on what, it. What a way. Hmm. Hmm. And along for the ride, like I mentioned, Josh Randall, how you doing? I'm good, Dean. Are you okay? I'm I'm okay. I'm I think I'm okay. Good. You, you make me sound like I've I've got something up. The only thing that's up is that I'm very excited to be here creating superheroes from any old junk we find on the internet. From from random prompts, is it? Yes, real heroes from random prompts. But, you know, we need some inspiration to do that. We can't we the the car needs fuel. The I'm going to hold I'm going to stop myself right there. I was warned I, about this. This it's these fabulously famous uh, travel a- analogies. <laughs> Before I ramble the heck out of this episode. You, you should have seen the spider that bit him. Had a little uh, little traveling hat on. Little bum bag. <laughs> was oh, it my... was it riding around in a speed car? <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, yeah. now you, you say this. I was thinking back to um, our last episode featuring yep. good old Harley Deadline. And, and the... her go on. Oh, um, and, and her dog, her faithful no, sidekick, no, Sidetrack. Not Sidetrack. He runs on rails. <laughs> they, they, they just happen to be wherever. No, it's crap. It's crap. It's the first crap thing we've made. I'm sorry to say, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the creative process sometimes comes out with crap like, like Sidetrack. I, I was not brave enough last time to really challenge it, but now I'm, I'm furious. He's part of the canon. Anyway, what were you going to say? Yeah. Well, this relates to... The prompt that came up with them, Greatest Fears, combined with uh, the pet name. So, of course, your greatest fear, Jade, was death, but we kind of changed that a little bit. And I couldn't That's stop... ironic, considering I'm going to die in an hour. Uh, well, uh, get ready to face your fears. <laughs> but I was thinking about how much worse that could have gone. Um, I was cycling home today after my IRL job, my real job. And uh, one thing you fear as a cyclist is grates in the road and potholes. So I was thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, we could have had Jimmy Page pothole and that episode would have been completely different. It would have been a, a travesty, a now, mess. Now let, let's of- quickly just try and touch on that. If we want to do the similar thing we did with Jimmy Page toads, sorry, frogs, mm. then we could go Jimmy Page potholes. Would his power be putting potholes in books? Oh, God. Which is probably about as bad as having frogs in your books. That's worse. That's worse. You can clean slime off of books. You cannot 
get rid of a hole because the hole has already got rid of the content that's there to be got rid of. But if it's a pothole, it's probably not even like an actual kind of full hole. It's just a bit like someone taking a scoop out of a book. (laughs) You get into the last page of the book and you get to the last sort of paragraph and guess what? It's not there. It's all it's all gone. It's all potholed out of existence. Oh god, I don't like thinking about this much damage to books. Can we can we uh, talk about something else? How about what we've uh, read this week to get some sort of in- inspiration That's for way our better. next hero? While we got fuel in the car, who's going to go first? Uh, Jade, you tell me. You what tell me your, what you've been reading. What is your obsession with cars and vehicles? Jeez, okay. I'm going to talk about uh, a little manga called My Hero Academia. Oh, I know this little manga. I know this little manga. It's by Kohei Horikoshi, and uh, it's it's just so so heartwarming and and beautiful and very relevant. Um, it's very relevant. <laughs> I'm still I'm a little bit shaky talking about it because I'm still kind of emotionally torn up. We recently finished uh, watching the second season of the anime, and uh, the volume I'm rereading is what they just covered. So mm. a big fight. I won't spoil it, but it's a very emotional fight, and I'm still very torn up over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably one of the best Shonen Jump series out right now, um, or ever. For the lay listener, Jade, what is a Shonen Jump? I'm getting to it. Um, oh, what is a Shonen Jump? Um, what is a Shonen Jump? It's the biggest manga magazine uh, available weekly for... It, well, I say for boys, but it's it's aimed at boys, but pretty much anyone reads it that's into manga, I would say. Mm. Yeah, dude, like... It, shonen is like the Japanese word for boy. Yeah, so that's just like the target demographic, but it's it's all ages really. But yeah, a quick summary of My Hero Academia. Um, it's about a world in which superpowers are the norm. So every single person, well, normally... It, I think has, it's 98%, isn't it? 98% or something like that um, has, at this point in history, um, developed powers. So you kind of come into it sort of in your... What is it? Sort of like around age 10, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Could be even younger, actually. Maybe. Um, But yeah, there's this one boy in this new world who doesn't have powers. Um, So he's called Quirkless because superpowers are called quirks in this universe. Yeah. And um, he's this very bright, very intelligent, very hilariously analytical boy. (laughs) One of his... um, I was about to say one of his quirks, but he doesn't have a quirk. (laughs) No, he's quirkless. He's quirkless. (laughs) One of his... um, unique abilities is to just like mumble and rant for endless trickles of letters about you know superheroes that he likes and their powers and their weaknesses he just he overanalyzes mm-hmm. everything i guess probably because he's slightly jealous you know he want he mm-hmm. wants a power of his own so he's overanalyzing everyone else's um i guess to fill that void but anyway the the crux of the story is that um he meets his idol his favorite hero ever and finds out that sh- should I? I mean, it, it's it's a mm, bit of a plot. It's spoiler, first chapter stuff. Go but for it, it. Yeah, it's early chapter yeah. stuff. It's it's not the main thrust of the story. Basically, he gets given a superpower by his his idol All Might, um, and All Might is this excellent parody of Silver Age heroes. So he's drawn in this very kind of heavy, like dark inking style. So he really, yeah, he he really stands out from all the other sort of light, delicate line work. I I think Horikoshi said that he uses up like an entire pen every time he draws a full (laughs) shot of All Might. (laughs) Something I seem to remember something similar like that. Hmm. He's real inky. But yeah, it's it's a really great love letter to superhero comics because the the actual story is 
uh, preface with the main character saying, this is how I became the world's greatest hero. So he's this mm. really earnest, pure sweet boy <laughs> trying to save the world. And what I like about him is that he's a very emotional Shonen Jump hero. Like, there's a lot mm. of these kind of... Like, I've been comparing him to Luffy a lot in my head, mm. like, from One Piece, because Luffy is very empathetic, but he's silently empathetic. Yeah. Like, he saves people, but he doesn't need to be asked. He doesn't talk about it. He just kind of gets on with it. Mm. Whereas, and you know, people get kind of drawn up in his flow. But with the main character of My Hero Academia, his name is... Midoriya. Izuku. Izuku Midoriya. Yeah, so he's very, you know, open and talkative about his feelings and stuff, which I, I think really makes it quite different. Hmm. Well, Jade, I've got news for you. I've also been catching up with My Hair Academy this week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at this awkward situation where two of us have read the same book, and who cares? It's too good. How about we, how about we touch on how inventive their heroes are? Yes. I was... I was prepared to talk about this about... Oh, there we go. Excellent. Right? right? About how excellently the heroes, the, the kids who eventually go to this uh, superhero school are one of the top schools for teaching potential superheroes, how creative they are about their powers and how much consideration it gets as well. Mm. For example, you uh, meet a guy who has sellotape <laughs> wheels for elbows <laughs> and you, you're just there thinking, cool, let's just throw him away, put him in the background. It's like, no, 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 no. He gets a little bit more focused than you might think. And all these kids have to go through training their uh, abilities as well as they would any other part of their body. They have to learn about themselves, about how best to use their their quirks when they might be at a disadvantage and how to potentially plug those holes in their uh, movesets. It's, it's just, it's everything I like about shonen manga when it's clever about things. Yeah, it's, when it's, it's, it's very quick to point out that no power is more well, powerful than another power. It's all about using it in the right way and training Yeah, them. yeah. At the same time, though, you get these people. Uh, there's one character who can manipulate ice, create great sheets of ice and huge spikes oh, from places. out of thin air. And, like, this guy is ridiculously powerful. And one part of your mind is like, okay, that guy can be sort of worked around. But the other part of your mind's like, oh, shit. That's, that's, it's almost unfair how powerful he is. And it's, it's good about that. Like you said, it's all about how cleverly both those both those uh, aspects of people's quirks are used. And spe- speaking of characters, they're all so great. Like, all their yep. personalities so are good. so fantastic. The female characters in particular are very good. Very mm. good for a Shonen Jump series. There's a cute little frog girl. There's um, a, a weird alien girl who has pink skin and little antennae and black uh, black whites of her eyes. It's there's there's a girl who wants to be a hero so that she can earn money for her family. She's she's perfect. pure, pure, pure. Such a pure class. <laughs> and the the rivalry and the relationships between them are quite complicated for a shonen manga as well. Mm. So they get put into the melting pot in a school festival era where they're competing against each other. And it's not just I'm going to beat you and I'm going to support you it's like they're realistic about it they say well you've been carrying me this far but now i i realize i have to sort of fight against you and i need to prove myself alongside you Mm. or it might be i'm just i'm gonna wipe the floor of you and another character might say well that's unrealistic look where we are if if you do that in front of all these people we're 
we're both going to look terrible. Hmm. It's it's clever. It's clever for we're I not can't... we're not really doing any justice just describing it. You need to go mm. and read it and see it with your eyes because it's gorgeously drawn as well. Yeah, it, uh, it's gorgeously drawn not just in the manga, but it recently had an uh, an anime adaptation, which is mm. with a top dub as well. Oh top. yes, the dub is excellent. Top dub. My boy Christopher Sabat. If you're a anime fan who likes dubs, you're in for a treat. So Jade and I tag team that pretty well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes our our tastes blur quite a bit. Is God, how this, we... this, this is so embarrassing because I'm, I'm going to bring up. I've been catching up on my hero. No, I haven't. No, um, <laughs> God. To, to bring a bit of variety, this week I've been reading a comic book by writer and artist Andrew McLean, uh, mm. and colors by Mike Spicer. At least for the volume I've been reading. Currently, I think it's changed to Geordie Belair. Um, okay. Called Headlopper. Oh. Mm. Which follows this kind of Viking warrior called Norgle. Um, he's kind of folklorish, just this big old guy with a white beard, uh, mm-hmm. going around this island killing large wolves and stuff. But he also has the severed head of a witch attached to his back, who just kind of hangs around, literally. Okay. And it's just a really cool action book, very funny in places. There's a re- uh, Agatha's a really cool foil for Norgle, who's quite stoic, as most kind of Viking warriors tend to be. In terms of archetypal hmm. stuff, hmm. You, you 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 make it sound like it's kind of drawn in quite a realistic-ish way. It's not. I would say oh. that it's closer to uh, like Mike Manola stuff. Oh, so quite stylized. Yeah. Very yes, very stylized. Hmm. Image just picked up for a uh, four issue kind of mini series, and now they've just restarted doing more issues. I think. Okay. And it's it's just cool. It's a cool, <laughs> cool, cool book. I'm all about the uh, the Viking folklore stuff at the moment. Cool on a base level. Yeah, that's all right. I'm I'm gonna have to give that a little bit of a go. I think it sounds it sounds nice. Like just to get down and gritty. Yeah, we've we've been bragging about pure children for a little bit, mm. but I feel my muscles rippling when I hear about <laughs> that book. I can I can hear the beating of the drum in the background. I can hear the chanting. As the longboat sails down the shores, I'm, I'm doing that thing again. Yeah. I'm doing that thing again. But you've gone a bit older in terms of the travel. Speaking of uh, traveling, oh. shall I tell you about our prompt for today? Mm-hmm. Yes. For this episode of Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast. Well, we do actually, I promise you we do, we uh, create real heroes from random prompts. So you mentioned traveling. <laughs> Just store that in your, your memory for a little bit. Okay. This week's prompt is a, it's a, an image prompt. So you might see pictures on your your various social media feeds where it's like, oh, what's your XYZ name? Take the first letter from your uh, first name and the last letter from your surname. And uh, there it is. Oh, or, yeah. The identity theft images. The identity <laughs> theft images. That's right. When's the your birthday? The first number when... of your pin. <laughs> yeah. And the second number and the third number. <laughs> well... You're not getting out of personal information, thieves. We're on to you. Fair warning. But I found one of these on the internet, which okay. doesn't sound immediately immediately to our needs, but looking at the actual things it comes up with, I think it's I think it's gonna be a winner. Are there some nuggets to be mined? This is the RV name generator, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Right. See he's traveling. 
RV is so, in like the big some, sort some of Some kind of speed van. car, yeah. The <laughs> recreational vehicle. Yes, Jade, you're, you are right. Recreational um, speed car, ahoy. <laughs> the RSC name generator. <laughs> so just to give you a sample of some of the uh, the prompts. It's, it's a general, it's a basic first name, last name deal. Two words. Uh, first word might be adventure, road, path, lazy, eagle. And your last... Uh, Last word might be explorer, warrior, deluxe, zephyr. Dude, these are pretty good for superheroes. I can see well, the potential. Well, we'll see. <laughs> oh, we, we will see Jade Sarson, as you've so kindly volunteered. <laughs> so, J and S. Oh. Oh, we can't use this. J and S is road warrior. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> okay, now I've got this really cool idea. It's for this... Guy, he used to be some sort of cop in a wasteland. Wait a second. <laughs> oh god. I can hear the road warriors fucking charging down the street coming to get the us. The worst thing is is that I think obviously we've got a J. I'm also a J. Mm. So I'm wondering oh. where this road person Ooh. is gonna go. Your road bullet. Oh yeah, well, that's, right. that's, that's just like bullet bill from Mario, probably. Yeah. Well, Except that he's got wheels. He's like a Mario Kart version of Bullet Bill. Yeah. Okay, Dean, what's your one? <laughs> oh, oh, dang. I think I lost out to Road Bullet. It's uh, Travel Express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got the short straw on this one. Okay, no. Travel Express is... Yeah, we, we can't say no to these. Other yeah. than Road Warrior. We're, we're going to have oh to push forward. We said we'd do real heroes from random prompts. I'm about to die in less than an hour. I do not want to go out not having delivered. Is your final will and testimony going to be Travel Express? Travel Express, my final greatest work. Go, Jade. My my magnum opus. Uh, so. <laughs> Take me on a journey. So, hold on. It, what was it? Tra- Travel Express? Yes. Travel Express. Travel Express. <laughs> he is... Um... A conductor hero. So uh-huh. basically, um, he's like his day job and his vigilante job are very similar. So he's some sort of super powered bus conductor man or well, train conductor man? Kind of, yeah. So I'm I'm envisioning a very sort of technologically futuristic city in which there's sort of uh an overground that's like Oh, idea already, right. I, I, I too have also got an idea. Dean okay. okay. first. D- Dean first, go first. First of all, train conductor. He is a train conductor. Bus conductors, one, don't exist anymore. Two, are fucking lame, right? Trains are where it's at. Hashtag Two, Dean hates buses. Yep. Put that on the list. Doesn't everyone? Right next to <laughs> X-Men. Um, Two, what if the train was also part of his abilities? <clears throat> what if perhaps the train sort of transformed into some sort of armor, some sort of <laughs> giant big ass armor? I'm getting visions of this Thomas the Tank Engine mech. No, don't put a face on the front of it for <laughs> God's <laughs> sakes. We, look, we, we avoided the copyright with Road Warrior. I don't know <laughs> how far we can push around. Look. Okay. Now, what we need is some sort of theme tune for this kind of face based train. Some sort ba, of. Ba, 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 no, 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 stop! <laughs> we can't! No. Is there some way we can combine the Mad Max theme and Thomas Tank Engine? <laughs> oh, could you. Oh! Jade, <laughs> you've, you've 
done it. You've given any, us a tasty any treat. Any music editing fans listening, please make that, and then we can use it as Travel Express's theme. Well, I thought you were talking about an actual mix of some sort of post-apocalyptic train conductor superhero. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Oh, like... Ooh. Okay, so maybe it's sort of... Well, this is suddenly turned from Mad Max to Snowpiercer. <laughs> hold on, hold on, though. But you can't have a hero in a world that's already doomed, can you? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. You know, like a post-apocalyptic... We had, like... Jack Kirby what do you had, think like, Mad the... Max is? And uh, Commandy from DC. It's like the last boy on Earth. Hmm. Uh, run... The world's been run over by uh, animals who can now talk and stuff. And he's like the hero and kind of just dealing with post-apocalyptic bats. Okay. Right, okay. So we can, so we can we, have we, a hero. We're fine. We can, we can do this. All right. Um, you had an idea, or is it redundant now? My idea kind of is. I was thinking about... Uh, some sort of like conductor who would help heroes get to crime scenes. <sighs> also good. See now, like some kind of like tunnel system, and he just kind of oh, don't worry, Spider Man, for the sake of this, uh, yeah. just just swing through this tunnel and go through the next tunnel, and then that'll take you to this bit. What a fucking choice superhero to pick for someone to have travel problems. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dummy! Uh, come on, how many times has Spider Man run out of like web fluid for the sake of drama? That's well, true. Th- thank goodness Travel Ex- Express was here to mm. save the day. So, so are you thinking some sort of like nerve underground transport system like of tunnels? So yeah. like You know like in Voltron or Evangelion where they just kind of grab a, a slingshot and, and go down yeah, yeah, that yeah, slingshot. Yeah. What, what is it? Um, Catapult? No, there's like a, like a ski lift rails. type thing, mm. but you just grab it. Oh, oh yeah, like... Um, yeah, kind of like a ski lift, but like super futuristic and kick-ass as hell. Yeah, so like you, you, your hero hops on one of those and then they find themselves in the tunnels and there's Travel Express. Hello, uh, how can I help you today, Mr. Hero? Here, here, here is my dog, Sidetrack. No! Sidetrack's no. <laughs> just whirring around. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to edit every instance of Sidetrack mentioned no, you in can't. this episode. So, we've, we've, Travel got, Express. we've got a rail-based hero and we're not using a dog who works on rails. Come on. You can't. He, he you makes can't. a point. No. Okay. No, he's not making a point at all. He's trying to sabotage this episode. <laughs> oh, fine. I'll get it back on track then. Hey. 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 Okay, nice. so... I, I feel better now. Um, so from do you want to go beginning, down... Do you want to go down support route or mad Well, that's the thing, travel? yes. I was going to say, before we go further, I wanted to establish that my vision for this hero is... From the very beginning, even before the apocalyptic setting we've decided, I think he's very much a support hero. He's not like a big, flashy hero. Not, like, not all heroes need to be the one that delivers the final blow mm. to a villain in the face. Something, something, all heroes don't wear capes, something, something. Well, exactly. Like, I think he'd be a support hero that, like, works on either getting heroes to where they need to be, or he's an evacuation hero. Hmm. This kind of works with what we've been reading, Jade. We've been reading My Hero Academia, where Midoriya, the main character himself, is quite a meek, um, meek but well-wishing individual. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is who Travel Express is. He's, he knows he's not the, the most muscular man out there. He knows he hasn't got the most off- offensive superpowers. I don't want him God, to be can meek. he run a train? I don't want him to be meek at all. Oh, is he a little bit flashy? Uh, yes. I want him to be like 
when we went to Canada for the first time and we got on the train from the airport and the guy that clipped our tickets was just the nicest person I've ever met on public transport. That country's a blessing. It's a blessing, all right. Seriously. Okay, we've we've suddenly decided now that that Travel Express is Canadian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's a cool. Canadian support superhero yep. with travel-based superpowers. See, we, we say that, but that's very vague. What are his superpowers? Can he use some sort of, like, magic train dimension? <laughs> you just said three very interesting <laughs> words just then. Mag- magic train direction. Dimension. Uh, magic even train more dimension. crazy. No, I like this. I'm I'm thinking now. I'm gonna reference quite a an obscure anime here. Uh, Galaxy Railways did something yes. like that, where they didn't have tracks for the trains at all times. Like if the trains were on Earth, they'd run along tracks. But when they used the plane, uh, the planes, the trains to get through space or to different dimensions, they just kind of slowly went off the rails and then shot up into the off sky. The yeah. Oh, maybe maybe that's that's what he can do. He can just make large objects fly, right? But then he uses that for trains, and suddenly you've got a big ass flying train that you can just take I think, anywhere. Ship I think just making stuff fly is a bit boring, though. Like I think oh. it has to be specifically two trains. Maybe he has like a really fancy magic. Oh, what if he's like a like magical boy? What if he's like a like a grown ass magical man, right? So imagine you see the moons and your your card captain Sakura's, but one male, two like dapper as hell. Like he's a conductor, right? So you you gotta dress for the part. So why didn't you just say tuxedo mask? <laughs> because I forgot that character. Ugh. He's like a tall ass man ass sailor moon, right? That's what I'm getting at. He's he's a very dapper man who has a magical flying train that he can use to uh, grant superheroes a tr- passage to various crimes. I want to come back to what you said earlier about him using trains to make armor. Yes. So I would like that very much. <laughs> I wonder if like his big final ability, like his strongest move, um, even though he's a support hero and a lot of the big heroes underestimate him, like all the, the big punchy heroes, mm-hmm. he can combine all of the city's transport vehicles so, like, not just sort of Ooh. trains, but maybe, like, it, it all has to be public transport. I think that's, yeah. like, a, a drawback of his ability. Do taxis count? Yes. Mm. Nice. If it's public transport, it counts. Um, so he can, like, are we still going for, like, this is, like, a, a apocalyptic Ubers city? No, Ubers do not count because they are scumbags. Anyway. Great stuff. <laughs> Hashtag Jade Heats Uber. <laughs> Add it to the list. Add it to the list. If this is a city where, like, the apocalypse has happened, I imagine a lot of, sort of, the public transport has been worn down. Oh, oh my god, okay. I, I, I forgot about the apocalypse element for a little bit there. Yeah, so are, I'm... Are we I'm, thinking Fist of the North Star with trains? I'm thinking, like, the city's running, but it's clearly been through some shit. Mm. Okay, so it's sort of like a post-post-apocalypse. So, envision this very clean, sparkly, magical man running public transport, but, like, a lot of other people are still... Grimy, like he's he's the. <laughs> I've just realised the public transport is the cleanest aspect of this city. Oh, what 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 what, whoa, I, what, whoa. what one eighty? This truly is the apocalypse. 
Oh. So yeah, his his final move is to combine all of the public transport into this like gigantic mech armor that he sits in the cockpit of. And that mech is called public is, is, trans. No, it's called Road Bullet. It's called Road Bullet. Yes. There it is. Okay, that's fine. <gasps> he makes he makes a gigantic cannon out of trains. So picture like loads of long trains just in a circle. Yeah. Forming a cannon shape. And the the road bullet is like, what is it? What is it? Something fires out of this cannon. What is this bullet? I need to know what it's made of. Some sort of, some sort of bullet train. No, no, no. It's a fusion of really shitty Uber drivers all crammed into the uh, the cannon. No, no, no. Stop talking about Uber. They're shit. Yeah, that's the thing. He fires it and then it's destroyed. No, because then they're heroic. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's, bullet train. You gotta fire a bullet train, right? Bullet train. Hmm. I, I like he's he's a very sort of Japanese influenced hero, which can I he be like... quite chilled out most of the time? But when he uses his final attack, he kind of stokes the fires, kind of thing, and he becomes a bit more. I he turns like from loose. Yeah, he turns from a conductor into more of an engineer. Kind of goes from Canadian to American. Yes. No, no, yes. he stays Canadian. So this we've we've got a nice framework here. Can for... he take off his like little conductor cap and run his hands through his hair so that his hair kind of all falls <laughs> in his face and he gets very you know bish? Yes. Well, he can do that thing where he sort of runs his hand through his hair, but like under his hat and takes it off like that and winks. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I like it. Kind of undoes his bow tie just in one swoop, kind of thing. Oh, welcome to the what's his train called? Um, it's called the Beautiful Express. <laughs> Welcome to the beautiful express. Where is your destination? I shall take you. Okay, um, okay. Sorry. Eh? Oh, oh, he's, he's French Canadian. We gotta take advantage, don't we? I suppose. If, he, if he's gonna be a very, very beautiful, very dapper man, he's gotta have that that slight, that slight French influence. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he can control these vehicles, but he sticks to trains. Hmm. Well, trains are a very noble form of transport right because imagine all the, the the very extravagantly decorated carriages that you can have with them and they give a sense of protection mm. like it's you you are away from everything you're enclosed in this space with those who are closest to you it's 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 a romance to it right i was going to ask like what kind of train is it usually found in is it like a classic steam train no 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 that's too grimy for him too grimy. Ooh. Okay. So it's like a future train. What if it's like a future train that's kind of stylized around a steam train aesthetics? Oh, like, I like the Back that. to the Future Three one. Yeah. M- imagine that, but Apple got there first. No, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. uh, Both have their see. advantages. What if it changes depending on what what he's feeling like, it, what his aesthetic is for the week? An empathetic train. Mm. What if the train's a character? His name's the- Thomas. Anyway, moving no, on. No, no. God. Oh. The lawyers are coming. I can hear Travel him. Express gets fatter in his old years. and <laughs> What? Oh, ooh. What if it's like does, an Does ego? Ringo Starr narrate the, uh, <laughs> the series for us? Guys, this guys. is This is like the AU, the, the prequel yeah. AU to Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Stop talking about Thomas the fucking Tank Engine for one second. What if it's an ego the living planet situation explain what if the train is the superhero but the person that everyone calls travel express is actually either some some sort of projection of the train's 
consciousness and、this. a body that he uses <laughs>、yes. to introduce to the people. Yes. Okay, we got this. Can I、we、add a power? Can I add a power then? Yes,、By、you may.、Means. Not not like a well, not a power, but a visual that would go well in the comic. I think.、Um, well, you are the artist. But <laughs> because the train can go anywhere, or like any of the vehicles can be controlled to go anywhere, I'm I'm picturing sort of like a a glittery, sparkly, semi-transparent. Rail track that sort of appears before Travel Express shows up. Yes, like as a, like an introduction, like yeah, almost like a, a hero announcing his presence. What、yeah. you see is these two rails like <laughs> shoot across the sky. Yeah, like, so like、oh, it, it shoots in and curls around the villain or the disaster area, and then everyone's like, "Oh, could it be?" And then the train comes in. You start、okay. hearing those those you know the little lights come up.、Mm. The, you hear like the whistle like. You're like, yes, he's coming. It's a bit like Doom Train in Final Fantasy VIII, but not as sinister. <laughs> Does that mean anything? No, no. I only played a, a little there, bit. There's, a, there's, a, there's a magical train that you、mm. can summon. He'll suddenly、okay. appear. The rails will appear, and then he runs everyone over. Well, I don't think Travel Express is going to run people over necessarily. No, no, no. He'll he'll have his human his human projection to do that. Is his name Travel, or is that、uh, his title? He's Mr. Is he Mr. Express, or is that like? His. Oh my god! I guess Travel Express is the hero name, so everyone's like,、okay. "Oh, it's Travel Express." But then people try and find out his alter ego, and maybe that's a big part of the story. Like the villains are like, "We just, we just need to find his weakness, who he really is, who his family is," and they finally figure out that he's a projection, and the train is just a goddamn train. That's such a great sort of protection for all your friends and family if you are a sentient train projecting <laughs> a human body.、Mm. That is. Fuck! I love this. I love. I was actually thinking today as well. Again, another another little anecdote from Dean. I was thinking about podcasts. I knew we were, we were recording today, and I was I was a little bit. I was questioning us. Not not the podcast itself, but our methods. I was like, Are we getting crazy enough? I'm bitten by a radioactive podcast. And well, now I feel silly now. We now we've got Travel Express, Mister Express, the the world's greatest. Steam train hero, I feel like a, I'm right dingus, a right ding dong. You are a ding dong. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Travel Express. I think, despite him projecting, oh, okay, I've just realised, um, it shouldn't be Mister Express then, because a train doesn't have a gender, so they'd be non-binary. So the projection should be non-binary. Oh, I like it. I like that. Cool. So they may not、mm-hmm. have a family. But they will have lots of friends. I imagine that they'd have lots of sort of engineer friends because even though they're a superpowered train, maybe they need repairs. Some sort of large controller. <laughs> a large controller, yes. I swear to God. <laughs> Any more references to that blasted train? All right, Josh. Yes. Give me a best friend character. I'm going to take your mind off things. Give、okay. me a best friend. Ooh. Can it be like a kindly old ticket salesman? Ooh. Someone who remembers. Before the end, when、mm. trains were in the the golden era of transport. <laughs> Listen, if we're doing like an anime inspired、uh, thing, we gotta have a golden age of something. Okay. Yep. It's the golden age of transport. He remembers when、uh, conductors and drivers and engineers were the most respected people in Canada. He talks about the lost age of transport to this. 
empty, unused train, and one day the train comes to life to keep him company. Oh. I, was about, I was about to ask, how do we, uh, how, how does Travel Express come to be? Travel Express comes to life after years of hearing all the stories of the golden age of trains and train travel and empathises with this lonely old man and wants to be their friend. Okay, right. Great moment time. I've... Ooh, this is giving me a little bit of tingly. A little bit of the tingles. Okay. You're in a, a really desperate situation. Maybe the old man character whose name is... Stan. Tick. Stan. Okay. Maybe Stan has been captured by the uh, the enemy and they're holding him hostage and it's like if you don't give up the identity of uh travel express we're gonna kill this old man this old ticket salesman and travel express's uh visage they're right there like right in the front of this crowd who's it's it's in a public space Mm. and uh stands looking down in the crowd and he spots travel express and they're looking distraught and they're ready to put themselves forward and say it's me i'll take you to the train Stan, he's, he's just looking at him, uh, them, sorry. And he, sh- he shakes his head very slightly. And then he says, I always thought of you more than a best friend. And then the fucking tears come out. You are my family, Travel oh. Express. <laughs> so Stan is the weakness, no. <laughs> and then, like, maybe they're about to bring an axe down on him. And then the fucking train just fucking plows on in ooh, there. Oh, I have a follow-up speech then. When when Travel Express brings the noise, they say, "I'll tell you who I am. I am this city. I am this, all of you. Yes, I, you know, I, I've been supporting this city for you know however long it is, and blah blah blah." Mm. Oh, dude. Oh, we we made our first manga, guys. <laughs> we did it. Can we haven't it- we haven't touched the surface? Let's keep going. Could Stan make some sort of? I know you're trying to do the family thing, but can he make some sort of ticket-based reference? Maybe like his fares up. <laughs> I've I've been stamped. You know, you know, like in Indiana Jones, we're talking about like when he throws him out the window. Yeah, no ticket. Window, like, no ticket. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, I agree. Uh, you just got to think of the right words for it, really. Oh, we could do a flashback to st- a younger Stan back in the Golden Age, Ooh. and he could do something. And he could be a bit more like feisty. Yeah, a feisty course. Stan. He'd be like a, an engineer. Oh no, he's a ticket man, isn't he? Mm. Stan has well, maybe he started as an engineer. Oh, sorry. Hello. Stan has a granddaughter that is an engineer that learned from Stan. Maybe plucky, plucky engineer anime girl, a staple. A keeps Travel staple. Express running. Yeah, I want her to be really, really grimy though. So Travel Express's um, projection is constantly kind of recoiling whenever she tries to hug them. <laughs> trying, trying to wipe away or wipe their face with. A very fancy handkerchief, but like he'll wipe it. Uh, they, sorry, will wipe the uh, the face, and then she'll just go back into it and immediately come out with a, a just as grimy face. It's like, oh, thanks, man. My face is getting a little bit dirty, and it's just dirty again. Like, oh, I really like the oh, idea of this kind of self port. This not self portrait, like a like a photo of the three of them, both Stan and granddaughter, looking really grimy, and then you've got this pristine Travel Express visage in the yeah. middle of it. Yeah, just this immaculate blinding just shimmering okay okay we've we're getting our our roster together now we've kind of done the good oh so do you want to go yeah well you you stole the words right out of my mouth (laughs) josh preemptively yeah jade we got some heroes we've got some supporting characters yes yes give me a villain oh a villain there we go oh and and villains Mm. well oh 
Ice on the tracks, man. No, I mean... <laughs> Ice on the I tracks? Think... Okay, hold on, hold on. I think we need to have an episode at some point where we come up with our one ice villain and then whenever we reference an ice villain causing problems for however many heroes, it's that ice villain that it's we're It's just the same. About. Okay. So we will do that later on. This is some like meta Are we going to have our own we're- like pantheon? We're going to have, we're always going to have a sidekick dog and an ice villain who we always use. Yes. What are you talking about? We don't have a sidekick dog. <laughs> Yeah, we do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. What's his name again, Josh? It's Sidetrack. It's nothing. The side amazing track, rail right. dog. God, it's Dean, nothing. how could you forget Sidetrack? Blessed Sidetrack. And winningly. Anyway, so... Listen, um, co- let's come up with a villain. villain. I have an idea for a villain. I immediately binned you off, Jade, as soon as I pointed you out. <laughs> this is a villain. That Their name is uh, Autonoma, or Autonoma, because they're an autumn-based villain that puts leaves on the tracks. So do they Ooh. control the weather? Uh, they control this fucking seasons. How powerful is that for so, transport? Say, say their name again. Autonoma. Autonoma. Why wouldn't it be Autumna? Um, because I was thinking of the word Automata, Automata, even, and I got mixed up. Wait, so are they... Can we... Go on. I was going to say, can we get some sort of public and private transport rivalry going? Yeah, I was going to go for a transport-themed villain. Can we get like a, like a limousine or something? <laughs> Well, some sort of ancient limousine. But no, no, it's a really, f- like, similarly how we've got, like, travel. He's really, th- sorry, they are really pristine mm. in this apocalyptic bit. Then we've also got this, like, limousine, who's also quite pristine. Oh. But t- tell us more about this limousine, then. Ooh. Yes, Josh, tell us about the limousine. Yeah. Mm. I'm wondering if they should have a visage as well. Then we could have some kind of intro. I can imagine some kind of nice double-page spread. Where the two of them are kind of like ramming towards each other, whilst their visages are kind of oh, their stands. <laughs> yes, like like standing like a stand or like a force ghost kind of thing in the background. Yeah. That's what we're all thinking. We're all thinking yep. of the stand human yep. posing. Hmm. But I, I like the idea of public versus private. Yeah, the people versus the elite, mm. right? Because imagine um, a world where this public transport, including Travel Express themselves, are overcrowded. It's a little bit grimy, it's a little bit dirty, it's noisy. And then you just got this one limousine just scooting on through these ruined streets like, oh, commoners. <laughs> on a purely creative and like writer viewpoint, that's really easy to, really easy mm. to build heat for, mm. to use a wrestling term. They're going to be wonderful to hate. Can we get, I mean, just what, what how has the apocalypse happened? Um, Can that be transport based? What if uh, this is a very uh, green uh, comic book? So the apocalypse was caused by using sort of fossil fuels in terrible ways. Yeah. Um, So this this apocalypse happened, but I reckon this current city that we're setting the story in is actually flourishing very well because they've figured out electronic transport, I suppose. Mm. But maybe the economic divide is larger so the elite are really elite everyone owns cars they can all get around privately and then the poor mm. are extremely poor i'm i mean i'm saying that it's like that now anyway yeah but, that's, that's the reality <laughs> but you know the public transport before travel express comes along is just non-existent this city this canadian city got off pretty lightly in this environmental apocalypse because it's quite a northern city. Okay. So when the the uh, the globe warmed up, 
they got a little bit of they got less of the 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 heat effects because they're further further north, right? Easy, hmm. easy peasy. Hmm. But one of their main pro- problems now is overcrowding because everyone is trying to live in this city that's not a hundred percent shit. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the motivation for the villain could be that they're just they're not a villain at first. They're just about handling the grid at the moment and keeping things running. But a side effect of Travel Express coming to life is that they're using up a lot of electrical energy. Oh, taking that away from the elite who want yeah. that for very mm. superfluous things. Oh, dude, like, all these ideas, the, it's like we're creating, like, a proper Shonen Jump age, sort of age range manga, right? I like mm. this. It's almost like this is what we set out to do every week, <laughs> and you're surprised every time. I... Well, not so much surprised at the fact that we've managed to create a hero called Travel Express. <laughs> Viewers, just appreciate that for a second. Listeners, appreciate that for a second as well. I'd just like to congratulate myself and Josh for handling that shitty prompt that you gave us. You, you did a deft job. We did a lot of brainstorming, but we, we settled on a nice, a nice little idea. I feel like after Stone and Muller, we're kind of fine with anything you throw at us now. <laughs> That's true. That, that was the testing the melding part yeah. for us. It's, I just like how all of these ideas we've created seem to be specifically for this uh, style of comic. That's what's surprising me. Oh, Literally okay. everything we're coming up with right now is like, oh, I, I could very easily see this in a shonen manga. I could see this in a shonen manga. Maybe it's because Jade and I read shonen manga this week <laughs> to really uh, prepare ourselves. And maybe it's because the three of us very much love shonen manga is, and is... Mm one of the foundations of our relationship, you know, you know? A little bit of characterization for us there. Anyway, back to Travel Express. <laughs> travel Express, the the fabulous traveling person. We're, we've got origins, we've kind of got little bits, but so far in each of our episodes we have kind of got an end game. Mm. So mm. shall we fast forward? You know, we, we've obviously we've had Stone and Muller getting married to Pestle and Mortar. Ah, yes. We've, we've had Deadline reaching her deadline. Mm-hmm. Past the deadline, even. Yeah. Now, where's where is Travel Express's destination? Well, I told you about them sort of pulling all of the city's public transport together to create mm-hmm. this this big mech. Perfect. Maybe. Uh, okay, all three of us started speaking there, so I guess we all have an idea. So, Josh, why don't you go first? I just said Road Bullet. I just wanted road to re- oh, okay, you know, yeah. re- reaffirm it's Road Bullet. Yes, I had forgotten it was called Road Bullet. The final fight would involve Road Bullet. It would involve the giant public transport mech mm-hmm. fighting for all the people of the city yes the end goal though perhaps is some sort of public transport system linking the entire world yes i like that <gasps> this is a shonen manga we gotta play it big maybe okay okay the cannon isn't going to be used to destroy the villain or any person at all Yes. The cannon is used to perhaps there's like a barrier around this city to protect them from the mm. rest of the world because there's an apocalyptic wasteland out there. So maybe the cannon explodes like the out of use transatlantic rail system. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like this sounds a little bit Wally inspired now. So maybe the city is how it is. Maybe the city is more well off. Because it has a shield system in place to protect it from the harsh realities of the, <gasps> okay. the, the world. Okay, oh, I just, okay, okay. So, okay. 
electricity is the driving force of this story. It's mm-hmm. what the villains want to keep hold of. The electricity is powering the shield around the city. Jade's got this. When Travel Express wakes up and starts saving people and trying to, you know, make the city better, um, they start sapping this electricity. Mm-hmm. So the fights happen, the fights break out, um, there's clashes over the course of the story. The ending comes when the villains create, and I say villains, they're not really villains, they're just trying to create some way of destroying Travel Express because even though they realize that Travel Express is a hero, they are going to bring the city to doom. But Travel Express realizes that there's a whole world out there that needs help as well. Mm. And the only way that they're going to break down the shield is by destroying the electricity generator what am i thinking of power plant power plant that's it they have to destroy the power plant to break the shield but destroying the power plant will destroy travel express's source (gasps) of energy (gasps) oh no shit travel no fuck so that's how travel dies but they establish some like maybe Behind the scenes, they work with Stan and Stan's granddaughter. Her her name is... Uh, Bernadette. Okay, her name is cool. Bernadette. He works <laughs> with Stan and Bernie to make, like, set up uh, a bullet train that's ready to go. Powered oh, okay. by some alternative power source. Well, see, what I was thinking, was, I think we're on similar wavelengths with this, was that it would end with Travel Express making a noble sacrifice that no longer can Travel Express go wherever they please but instead they've kind of got a track around the entire world like the equator and they're just yes. building up kinetic energy Ooh. And, and that and that energy powers the world but travel loses its freedom oh i like it so maybe maybe it's a kind of big hero six sort of tragedy not tragedy i'm mm. about to say a spoiler for big hero six if you haven't seen the end of that very predictable film spoiler please, please stop listening Three, two, one. Now, so you know when um, the, the what was the robot's name? Baymax. Baymax, yeah. yeah. When when he dies, and I'm making air quotes, he <laughs> dies in in the other dimension or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. really sad. But you know, you're kind of sat there realizing that they're backed up. They're backed up. For God's sake, everyone, stop crying. They're backed up. It could be yep. the same with Travel Express. Like Travel Express makes this huge noble sacrifice. They form. Road Bullet. I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> <laughs> he forms Road. Uh, they form Road Bullet and um, blast the shield, and the projection fades, and the train breaks down. But you know, then Stan and Bernie, like in in the disappointment, they kind of say, "Okay, we have an announcement," and everyone's like, "How could you be happy?" And they go, "No, just come with us and see." And they take them to the new Travel Express. Oh, and it it becomes a legacy. Yes. Right, I gotta get this out before I literally explode. Um, in the final speech, Travel Express announces to the world, "I'm taking you to your final destination, your greatest future." I have an additional line, maybe, or an alternative. Go on. Um, you know the speech that I mentioned earlier, where they're like, "I'll tell you who I am. I am this city." Mm-hmm. Maybe they could be like, "But this city could be so much more. There's a whole world out there." I can be that world. Yes. Yes, there we go. And I'm going to take it to your final destination, your greatest future. The I world. am Travel Express. Yeah. And then their theme plays. No. 
Fuck off. You had me literally beating my chest and now Sorry. I'm <laughs> wailing in pain. Fuck. Just like Big Hero 6. Damn. On that note, shall we do a quick a quick summary? Oh, I think God. we just need okay. a little a little itty bitty yeah. summary. <laughs> we we like I said, we, we got messy in the start. We had a bit of a brainstorm. So Travel Express. They are a very flamboyant uh non-binary person uh who conducts this train in a post-apocalyptic uh version of the earth where one city has survived and that city's name is a uh, new electricity new electricity so in new electricity uh they've managed to survive due to a shield in place that has protected them from the elements but takes a lot of electricity to uh supply that same grid is being used by Travel Express with their train, who is uh, taking people all around the city. Free charge, of course. Pro bono. And, you know, sa- saving them from disasters, adver- adverting crises. Of course. Any, any, any disaster that happens, they are there and they will help you. An evacuation hero. Yes. Mm. They're not about saving the day, they're about saving the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh there's just works. something so, so pure about that. So wholesome. Hmm. And of course, they're very sparkly. They're very flamboyant. And who are their allies again, Josh Fullerson? Their allies are Stan, an elderly ticket man from the golden age of transport. And Love his, that so much. And his granddaughter, uh, Bernadette, who is basically just grime and oil at this point. But um, real good with the machines, of course. Yeah, real good with machines. Keeps travel spick and span. Mm. And these allies, not only do they maintain Travel Express, but Stan, the ticket man, brought them back, brought them back, brought them to life full stop by just talking to them about the the wonders of the golden age. And then you have Jade's finale. It's practically your finale now, Jade. You mm. came over like 9% of it. Okay. I don't want to say it all again, though. One of you can try and interpret it. Just for, rewind the episode back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cut and paste that bit again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just leave it to that editor guy. He can do it. Or you can re- rewind about five, seven minutes. You got it. But it ends with a real network being built around the entire world with Travel Express at the center of it, powering it as they've escaped the barrier of the city, their cage to really explore the possibilities of a bright future and an even brighter world. Travel Express. Beautiful. Swing! Oh, and at one point they make a giant mech made out of loads of public transport pieces called Rail Bullet. Yeah. No, Road Bullet, wasn't it? Road Bullet, yes, sorry. And it fires a bullet train from yes. a giant cannon. Go on then. There you go. Um, also, alongside this track that <laughs> runs around the whole world, runs a smaller no. track. No. And yeah. on no, the track. Thanks a lot, guys, <laughs> for listening track. to Ben Flyering Around the Dog. Please. Sidetrack isn't a thing. Hashtag sidetrack is a thing. Hashtag sidetrack is a thing. Thank you very much, everyone. The one piece of virality we don't need. <laughs> I'm going to just take a deep breath now and do the goodbyes and just expunge all the bad stuff that you guys reluctantly put in me. So. Okay, we'll just give Thank you a little soundtrack while you do that. Um, I think you can help me out, Josh. 
bitten by a radioactive Dean gets trolled every episode well I guess this is the music now thanks a lot guys for listening to bitten by a radioactive podcast we have just created a real hero from a random prompt a fucking great hero from a fucking random prompt that's for sure if you can do as just being sincere for a moment if you can do us uh some f- small favors just to help us and our podcast get along if you can give us a rating on itunes that really helps with various algorithms and our visibility on the itunes marketplace uh, if you can give us a follow on our twitter account at bbr underscore podcast give us maybe a retweet or a like um that would be really cool for us as well we talk about a lot of great stuff um comics mainly and just just tell a buddy about us any you got any comic liking buddies have you got anyone who's very creative maybe they might like listening to some dumbasses talk about a dog that doesn't exist and speaking of being creative i know that drawing vehicles is very difficult i hate it everyone that draws hates it but if you feel like interpreting travel express and sidetrack as visuals then you know go for it we'd love to see that I was going to say, drawing a dog on wheels is probably a lot easier than drawing a train, mm. I imagine. Not, not only a train, though, you have the visage of oh, uh, yeah. Travel Express. The the more flamboyant, the more sparkly, the, the better, I think. So, you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. My name is Dean McKnight. I am Josh Randall. And I just remembered that I was actually bitten. I'm Jay Sarson. <laughs> Goodbye, Jay Sarson. We'll always remember you. Tune in next week where we make another hero on Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast. Goodbye, guys. Bye. I think Jay's really dead. Yep. No, I'm good. Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and Josh Randall. It is edited by Dean McKnight and Josh Randall. Once again, for one final time, um, our Twitter is BBR underscore podcast. And we hope to see you next week, where we once again take another hero from a random podcast.